Hey, before we get started, gotta go ahead and pay the bills around here. Go ahead and do me a quick favor. I've got two books out. I know, you're probably thinking if this is the first time you've heard of me or the first time you've actually heard me in a while. Uh, my God, Remso can read? Yeah, I can read and write. And if you're my ninth grade English teacher, guess what? I can do it in freaking English too. Because unlike my name, all I know is English. Oh, blowing your mind, blowing your mind, blowing your mind and blow the minds of those around you with my two books. Stay away from the libertarians as well as my newest novel, How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. Those are, how, blah, blah, blah. you know, my, I got I to gotta go for the shorter titles. Stay away from the Libertarians and has succeed in politics and other forms of devil worship. Available on my website, rwmartinez.com, as well as Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. Check them out. Has succeed in politics and other forms of devil worship and stay away from the Libertarians. Available. Well, you know how the internet works. You can go ahead and find it yourself. Pick them up today in print and digital and help support the show and, uh... Hey, I like making money. I'm not going to say no. Everything comes back here. Help me out. Buy my books. That's all. That's about it. The song is right. No one can do it like we do it. And by we, I mean me. I'm going to teach you how, though. So that way, me can become we. <laughs> it's, it's dumber when they say it out loud than when it was in my head. Hey, you're listening to the Remso Martinez Experience. I'm your host, as always, Remso W. Martinez. Go ahead and do me a favor. Follow me on Twitter, at Hey Remso. It's just H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O, Hey Remso. Find me there, Instagram, Facebook. You know how the internet works. Um... Another short episode coming in the middle of the week. The title uh, was supposed to agitate you a little bit. A lot of content creators come to this show because for years the mantra was if Remso Martinez can do it and do it well, obviously anybody can do it. And for the longest time, I saw that as an insult because towards the very beginning of my time uh, in punditry, podcasting, writing, doing all the stuff I was doing – uh, it, it was really an insult. People had very low expectations for me, partially because I think I may have had low expectations for myself. Now when people say, well, Remso Martinez can do it, you can do it. Now it's a compliment because people see that I can make a lot with a little. I can achieve much without having to put too much effort into things if you're doing them smartly and efficiently. And it, it's this idea that you can achieve things at a certain level without having to have started from a position of influence or privilege or authority. And, uh, you know, this this is going to sound like one of those YouTubers that's going to say, buy my book, buy my course. But no, I mean, this, this is just a basic thing. I'm a very middle-class person. Journalism, still at the end of the day, is a blue-collar job. Um, you know, I live with my family. My expenses are low. Uh, I've never been on TV. I've never been on Fox News, never been on CNN, been on a ton of radio shows, a ton of podcasts, and a lot of video. So I'm not coming to you from a position of I am the pinnacle example. But what I find every once in a while is people reach out to me and 
you know, they, they will concede that, you know, I wish I was doing what you're doing. I wish that I could achieve the level of stuff that you have achieved. Um, you know, documentaries written favorably in the Washington Post of all places. The Post, I say negative things about the Post, but even the Post said something nice about one of my documentaries. An award-winning television series, a best-selling book, a second book, all published within a year apart of each other. And things keep going and going and going. And the thing is, you know, with the title, no one reads your blogs and your podcast will fail. That is true of 90% of people who want to go ahead and start getting involved in commentary specifically, because no one ever really wants to be a reporter. Everyone wants to be a commentator. They all want to get that exclusive radio gig. They all want to get that show. They want to be everyone's favorite guest on the panel. Um, I mean, the truth is 99% of you will never touch that. The 90% of you that try, uh, probably five or six of you, you know, five or six percent of you will actually go on to at least push it for a year and then you'll give up. I see this all the time. People come and go like fads. And this is one of those things that, you know, I can say I come from a position of authority on because I started in late 2015 and despite the roller coaster that has been my life for those of you that have been listening to me all the way since the Rumsar Republic, you know, that things have been kind of hectic. Um, you know, it, it is true. I mean, you could probably, I could probably name some people. I'm not going to name them. I won't call them out because they're still good people. Life gets in the way. They fall out of it. Sometimes they can't control, you know, certain factors that cause them to get away from it. But the thing is, um, you know, for me specifically, I've always had to work, at least this is my opinion, I've always had to work twice as hard to get half the results of most everybody else. This was the case in school. This was the case in sports. This is the case with everything I've done. You have to work twice as hard to get half the results. And this has never been easy. Um, you know, when I first started the podcast, a lot of people were predicting I would not make it past four episodes because it's like four or five episodes is the gauge to whether or not a podcast has longevity. Most podcasts online right now don't make it past that. If you get past 10 episodes, you have a 90% chance of reaching 100 episodes. After 100 episodes, you kind of dip. So far in four or five years, despite breaks, despite rebranding and everything else, despite not being consistent, despite coming out twice a week when we were doing the Remsor Republic, when we're doing this, um, you know, I've broken past 300 episodes. So there will always be a Remsor Martinez podcast of some sort. Um, You know, with writing, uh, I didn't start writing for newspapers up front. I didn't start writing for big name brand websites. Um, You know, I got my start in the alternative media, Libertarian Republic. I was the biggest break I ever got was writing one article for The Blaze. And then they took it down when they fired everybody and restarted the whole thing. And it was like a forest fire. Um, You know, it was hard. And the one thing that I really realized was that no one's going to read my shit if I don't come from a position of authority. I had to get, I want to talk about politics. I got involved in nonprofits, I got involved in campaigns. I've, I've started super PACs. I've consulted and staffed and managed numerous races, local, state, and federal. Um, you know, I, I wanted to write a book, so I wrote about things that I knew about, things I had credibility in, 
Stay Away from the Libertarians, my first book, was really about, you know, my first formative years in the liberty movement. I spoke about things that I had direct involvement in, things that I knew I could reach out to the subject matter experts about. I wrote about stuff I knew, um, and I still do that. I started a social media consulting business because I got really good at social media. Why did I do that? Because I had to do all my stuff myself. People were surprised that somebody who was essentially nobody, and that's really the, the truth about it. I, I call myself the biggest B, B-lister celebrity in Virginia you've probably never heard of. Virginia politics, that is. But people were impressed. They're like, you were able to get several thousand people on Facebook in an era where Facebook, you've got to spend a ton of money or you've got to be super famous from the get-go. Um, you know about all these platforms that were paying people thousands of dollars to in, look into, and they, they don't do that because they've gotten lazy. You expand because you need to expand. You need to find people. The thing is, there's a lot of imposter syndrome that people encounter when they get in because first they get really excited, then they wonder, oh, am, am I really doing this? Can I really do this? The thing is, nobody's going to believe in you except for yourself when you start with this. Um, you know, when I started out, I had that because I was like, oh, am, am, am I meant to be here? Am I supposed to be this? Am I the person people are going to talk about? The thing is, when you actually have the experience, when you've got some calluses on your hand, when you've got some scars on your cheek, when you've got some war stories to tell about this stuff, that goes away. The problem is people aren't willing to put in that work. They think, oh, well, I'm interesting or, oh, I'm funny or, oh, I'm good looking. All I have to do is put in the minimal effort let people know I exist, and people will automatically like me. If that works for you, then good job. That's not how it is for 99% of the people out there. When I started, I was nobody. Nobody wanted to listen to me. What I had to start doing with the Remster Republic podcast was I had to go ahead and t- tell people, why am I the subject matter expert? Why haven't you heard of me? Why should you listen to me now? Why should you read my stuff? It's like if I wanted to start a blog about horse training, I know shit about horses. I dated a girl who was a horse chick for a while. She worked at Stable. Like, that's all I know. I saw Animal Planet. I remember that old animated film, Spirit. Like, you know, you wouldn't take me seriously. But the difference between that and politics is that I got, you know, niche famous to a certain degree. Um, You know, I, I know a very a lot about politics by now, a tremendous amount of stuff. I've forgotten more facts about the liberty movement and libertarianism as a whole than anything else. And that's really how I made, you know, my bread and butter. I was the token Latino libertarian guy for a little bit. And then people were like, oh, well, there's a market for people who are like, you know, Latinos and libertarians. So there were people literally branding themselves as the libertarian Latinos. And I felt like I should have copyrighted that at some point because at least I can make some coin off that. Most of them didn't succeed going further because they didn't want to put in the work. They didn't like the fact that they had to do any work and that things weren't moving as fast as they wanted to. But that's the thing. And this type of mindset goes into business. If you want to be the best in your business, you got to know it inside and out. Um, You know, I, one of my worst jobs ever, I was a mall cop. Okay. I, I, I've, I've sold, no, the worst job I ever had, I sold makeup door-to-door in Washington, D.C., and outside Baltimore. That sucked. I've worked GameStop. Now, uh, I can tell you the names of the people in the mailroom at the Washington Times. I can tell you the names of the security guards, when their shifts are. 
I know how the art department works. I work well with the marketing department. I do a column once or twice a month. I got to know everybody because I want to be here for the long run. I want to know how things work. Does anyone tell me I had to do that? No, but I do know how to do that. When I need a favor, when I see something mailed out a little bit early, I know to talk to Al. When I lose my pass or something or I need someone to pull up in front of the building to drop off my Uber Eats, which you're not technically supposed to do, at least they know who I am. We're on friendly terms. They kind of let me get away with that stuff. But I take the time to learn everything about it. And it takes time. It's relationship building. Somebody reached out the other day. They said, I don't know if I want to write because I don't think anyone will care about my opinion. Well, the, the thing is, if that's the case, then that means you don't really care about your opinion. Because if you have something worth saying, then it's worth saying. If you don't believe in it, then you're kind of wasting my time. But the worst thing is you're wasting your time. You can burn money. You can burn a lot of things. You, you can always get it back. You can replace it. You can't take back time. I've taken back time. Like I, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to create online courses. I sucked at it. I tried to learn everything how to do it. Sucked at it. I paid for a real estate course. I wanted to get a real estate license. My heart wasn't in it. I, I you know, I thought, oh, maybe I could be the big hotshot real estate guy. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna go through with that. The thing is, though, you find those things, you get good at it, and you double down. I mean, that's there, there's really no other way to do it. If you don't believe in your if you don't believe in your blog and you're not blogging, then it's not going to happen. If you're doing a podcast, you don't believe in it. You're not doing it. If you're trying to come across as a subject matter expert, as a leader in a field, and you have nothing to back you up, you're going to look really stupid really fast. Um, what else? There was something else I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I was at, okay, this is the one thing. And this is the, when, when it gets to the point where it's like, this is just an ego trip for people. Because sometimes it's more about feeding your ego than anything else. Uh, I had dinner with a friend of mine. He did great in college. All the professors loved him. Uh, beautiful wife, nice home, great paying job. But he, he's, he, he worked on a couple campaigns. He wanted to, come, he wanted to literally call himself, he said, I want to be a conservative influencer. And it's like, why? And it's like, well, I have good ideas and I stick to ideology and not party. And it's like, yeah, but like, you know, to influence people, that means they have to respect you. To respect you, that means they have to have understood what you have done and what you have accomplished. Um, you know, one time he was talking about, you know, us writers, you and I, you, you know, writers like you and I. And it's like, no, you and I are, are letters. I am a writer. I've, lit, I've written letters to the editor. I've been published in small blogs and major websites and newspapers. I've written two books. One of them is a bestseller. I am a writer. I even ghostwrite for people. I copyright. The action, the results. I can show you binders of projects that I showed to people when I was applying for work. The action has to go through. If you want to write a book about running and managing campaigns... It helps if you've actually run or managed a campaign or at least spoken to a ton of people and make sure you quote them and give them credit for the advice that they're giving you. At least put in the effort to respect the field. Uh, Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty was one of my mentors. He was he was my mentor, him and Johnny Adams in podcasting very early on. Mark will tell you, Lions of Liberty was just a website where him and his friends from school were blogging about 
Ron Paul, and he wanted to learn more about the Liberty Movement, so he started the podcast. Now it's three shows. Now it's got Patreon. Now that people love them. They're niche celebrities in the libertarian community globally. And Mark was never trying to become like, you know, the Grant Cardone of libertarianism. He was just someone that loved liberty and wanted to talk to these ideas. He spotlights, he spotlights his guests, and because of that, he was able to hedge on their credibility by them going on his show, and he's done it for so long, and he's built such, 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 a, such a successful platform. Now, when he says something, people believe him because he has the credibility for it. Mark is a leader in the libertarian community because he did it. There would be no Remsa Republic. There would be no anything really Remsa W. Martinez if I didn't have good mentors. That's another thing. Good mentors, people that take an interest in you and they help you through the good times and the bad. So biggest takeaways from today, don't talk about stuff like you're a, you know, you're a subject matter expert, like you're a leader, like your credibility should not be questioned if you've gotten done to begin with and put in the work. If you have to work twice as hard for half the results, that's how it is. As always, follow me on Twitter. Hey, Remso. Talk to you later. Bye. We got the right.